Oh, hey, I'm Nevin, and I'm cooking up a podcast. Each week, I'm going to share some new recipes, talk to people about food and cooking, make some videos, and go on some adventures. You can find it all at nevintaylorcooks.com. This week, I'm cooking a riff on green bean casserole. I'm making some mushroom conserva and talking with Tyler Akabane about the magical, mystical mushroom kingdom. This is the first episode. We made it. It's done. It's out there. This week, we're going to make some mushroom conserva with Tyler, who is um, the person that I'm interviewing this week. Um, He is a mushroom forager in Boston, and he delivers and sells to a bunch of restaurants in Boston and around. That's how I got to know him. He leads, he leads walks, um, with a dinner afterwards with a local chef. So a bunch of people get together, they go out in the woods, um, look for mushrooms. He's an expert on all sorts of edible things. And then after the walk, go somewhere and have a dinner. It's pretty cool thing he's got going on. Um, we are talking about what he likes to do with mushrooms in his kitchen at home um which led us to the mushroom conserva recipe and also to revamping and making a new green bean casserole recipe which is all going to be posted up on the website nevintaylorcooks.com for everybody to see we're going to make some videos it's going to be pretty cool what else we are also having the first edition of what's in the woods with tyler it's going to be a segment that we put on every so often maybe every week once the season starts kicking off or um once a month or something like that but it's going to be first-hand stuff from tyler talking to everybody about what's going on in new england forage stuff um what he's harvesting and what's growing and what you can do with it be quick little segments kind of um each week which is going to be super fun and this is the first one the intro song is by tiny farm it's called boomer babe check them out yeah you can find out more about tyler and what he's got going on at mushroomsformyfriends.com you can follow him on instagram at mushroomsformyfriends and this is me and tyler talking Tyler Akabani, mushroom extraordinaire. There we go. Done. That sounds, um, done. That sounds great. <laughs> um, so, and when I'm at a party or when I meet people, and eventually the mushroom thing comes up, I have to tell this story to some degree, and I always tell it a little different. I think so that I can keep myself entertained. Um, but also every time I say it, I think I understand it a little differently. Or, like, I kind of re-remember why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, and so now, I was actually thinking about it on the way over, but I thought about it previously, is that um, the 
leading factors in my life of things that I like to do or want to do or I find myself really drawn to is the sense of mystique or magic or like, you know, something mystical. And so I think originally that was probably one of the biggest drawing factors for me of why I wanted to get involved with mushrooms. Because so little is known. Right. And then like before, you know, before I knew anything about mushrooms, and I feel like probably lots of people feel this way when you think about that guy who goes out in the woods and picks mushrooms, there's something so like mystical and magical and like, because like everyone is afraid of like, you're going to kill yourself. Like they just like, they have this knowledge that nobody has. And so I don't know when, but at some point I must've realized like I wanted that. It's like, I want, I want to be that dude or I want to have that sort of information. Um, and yeah, I think that's, that's the, that's the thread. I think that's the real, real reason why I'm doing this. The thread is wanting to be the guy that, that walks out of the woods. Something. Yeah. Or just like a magic power. It's kind of like having a little magic power because the longer you live in this world, the less to some degree magic there is (laughs) like, you know, all those things you thought were so cool when you were younger just sort of disappear. Bread. Bread's the same reason. There's something kind of magical about making bread. Alchemy. Yeah, it, there's there's three things in it. Yeah, there, there's no logical reason why it should work. Right, like it defies, like our natural perception of things. Like you just mix these things. Like why would it get bigger? Yeah, why would it? I guess. Well, so Ben is the like <laughs> he is the guy that you're describing right now. Yeah, right? like he's, he's like a mystical creature. He's like yeah. un- he's like to some degree my mentor, and at least for the very least, he's the one who carved the path of being a mushroom guy in Boston and working with restaurants. Yeah. And so how did you meet him? We went in the woods. Uh, <laughs> um, the, I don't know how long ago it was now though, but a handful of years ago now I was in the woods picking mushrooms and I had a good day and I'd filled all my, had a, had a good day of picking mushrooms. So you had like a basket full. Oh yeah. And I had baskets full. I had a whole, I had a whole like camping backpack full of like chanterelles and hedgehogs and oh, man. yellowfoots, two baskets and like shopping bags. And at like this point it was all just for you. You were just, doing I think it. I would have had to have brought it to a restaurant. I had brought, I had been bringing stuff to restaurants, but just a couple around town, you know, like, yeah. Um, just local ones around JP. And, and you had a job. I did. Yeah. I was teaching. Yeah. I had the teaching gig. Okay. Um, and so I hopped out of the, I literally like stepped out of the edge of the forest. And at the same time, Ben and his wife drove by in a car and we like locked eyes. And to me, he just looked like an angry rabbi, just like staring at me. But, uh, once I started walking away and I heard someone behind me calling, like, can I, can I look in your basket? Can I see what you got there? Uh, and then I turned around. I kind of, I knew it was him cause I'd heard about him at restaurants. Like when I'd sell stuff, they'd be like, They'd be like, do you know Ben? Or like, I can't sell you anything. We only buy from Ben. Stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and so I think my knowing him impressed him a little bit. I, that caught his attention. I had a really nice collection that were really clean. And I think that got his attention. Me and his wife had some really odd uh, connections, which was she went to the same school in Japan that my father went to. They both went to Seike which is just weird. They're a couple years apart and she was in the same school class as his cousin. Um, and so I think all those connections made it so that we could, which would like never happen. That, that yeah. would like how small. Are, yeah. Right. What are the chances? His wife, what are the whatever, chances that yeah. you're coming out of those woods <laughs> with a huge, like respectable. Yes. Mushroom hall, hall that he's driving by that. She's it's that's, I think it is a mushroom. Like it yeah. is, 
<laughs> Wait, it's like, the whole experience <laughs> is its own mushroom. Uh-huh. Like it's all. Oh yeah. 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 It's all mythical. Like it popped up. And so you were, you were to him a little bit of that mythical, Ooh. you know, you're the guy coming out of the woods with all the mushrooms. He's like, mm. what's up with this guy? Huh. And you're like, oh, I know about this. Anyway. I never thought about it that way. I like the that. whole thing, the whole thing. Maybe he was like, you know, this is the one. Let's this show, is the this the chosen is the, one. <laughs> yeah, the mushrooms are speaking. Yeah. There's a point when people in the United States didn't think there were chanterelles here, and so French chefs would order them canned from France when there were fresh ones grown here, you know, in the state. So he was one of those really early pioneers. And then when you even think about the local movement and all that stuff, like he was way ahead of that. So I think about music a lot. I went to school for music. Um, and I think about food a lot in relation to music and relationships and like this thing that we're doing right now, this podcast conversation um, in relation to a lot of the improv music that I did, where it's like almost like if each person were like an element and you put them in the same space, the elements come together and they create this new thing. So like that's what we're doing now, I think. And like same when I talk to people in their restaurant, but then on another level, like with my ingredients... I always think that the ingredients I bring to people are like a color. Like I provide chefs with a color that can't be made with, you know, all the other food colors like herbs or, you know, meats and all that stuff. Like mine's a kind of a different palette because it's yeah. funky, it's earthy, it's, um, you know, it's from the woods. So I, I think of that. And then with the walks and all that, another kind of improv element. The walks are... Okay. You get a group of people. Yeah. You go out into the woods. Right. You try and find hopefully Some mushrooms. It's hope. Hopefully you find something, but at the very least, it's uh, informational, and you learn about like what's in the woods, how you can find things, yeah. how you want to look for certain things. It's being out in the woods with you. Yeah. And you're a seasoned. Yeah, knowledge of foraged ingredients. Expert? Do you call yourself an expert? Should I don't. you call yourself an expert? But know, you know yeah. what's up. I don't want to you throw know that enough idea. to go through the woods and be like, that's that thing, this is this thing, yeah. don't eat that, eat this. Right, right. And so people can have that experience by going out into the woods with you. Right. You can hopefully find some stuff. Right. And then... But at least, at the very least, you'll still be out in the woods being exposed to a bunch of knowledge. Totally. Even if you don't find the mushrooms or right. find any any mushrooms, there'll still be stuff out there that'll we've, be... We've, we've had walks where we literally find close to nothing that we bring home. And afterwards, people are still like pumped and that it was everyone's still, fun, still yeah. like i found i learned so like people always say i learned so much and yeah. i am like i'm like i'm so sorry we didn't find anything right like i want like i feel bad you're but only, like, people are still into your it. focus is just on like finding yeah chanterelles i want people like, to like go home with a bag of mushrooms or you know they feel like they like got yeah. something out of it because they're, they're people pay money for it and they i want them to feel like they get something out of it uh but another part is that we have a dinner at the end and i think that's also a nice ending for it all is that we have that dinner, we sit down, we chill, we can, people can ask more questions, try to get more, per, like, just, like, we're all hanging out, and I think that also makes the whole thing end really nicely, but it's really interesting, because then the chefs have to, like, come a little bit out of their comfort zone, because they have to use a certain amount of forged ingredients in the dinner, so that there's, you know, re- reflects the walk. Okay, so current trends and stuff like that and yeah. popularization of the foraging and mushroom vibe. Yeah, it's vibe. getting big. Yeah. yeah, and all the noise and, yeah. trying, you know, like so many restaurants and stuff like that, people still continue to support when there is a lot of competition and now there's also, you know, it's becoming way more acceptable to 
forage, eat forage stuff, eat mm. even mushrooms. You know, for a lot of people, it was like, I don't like mushrooms, you know, period, whatever. Right. End of story. So, yeah, I mean, I guess just what, what are your thoughts on um, all of the trends that are becoming, mm. I guess, right now? There's like we were talking earlier about the um, superfood stuff. Everybody's eating chaga oh, and, yeah, and yeah. reishi the and trend. people are coming out with superfood powders it's a sh- and everybody's it's a shift. eating. I think it's a yeah. good, I think it's a good shift like as a whole. Right. Um, you know, it's definitely driven by food industry and stuff. caring. Yeah. Caring. Healthy. And and then I think well okay I think what's it's, what's it's the mixed. most it's mixed what's the most interesting positive stuff you've seen out of it coming just more people eating mushrooms and being aware of yeah stuff. and people getting connected to the earth and being more interested in like what's here and what's your locale and what's grow you know what's growing in your backyard that you didn't yeah. know about people I always feel that my connection to mushrooms makes me more connected to nature makes me care more about the environment. Um, not in like a, a crunchy hippie sort of way, which is fine, but just just like you know, if we don't keep our forests there, there aren't going to be wild mushrooms. Like, and so if you only care about eating wild mushrooms, like it's going to make you care about all the whole all the whole ecosystem a little more. Um, also, I always think about. I'm sure I've said this to you before. America is a very mycophobic, like a fear of mushrooms. Yeah, like, for sure. Everyone who's going to listen to this, or everyone who I talk to. I know I know that their mother or father told them like don't ever touch and don't ever eat a mushroom because yeah. you, you could die, and like that's where it ends for most people. Um, I'd say because of restaurants serving more unusual ingredients and that search for like the next ingredient no one's had, uh, a lot of stuff has become uncovered and become more popularized. Like a lot more people know what chanterelles are or porcini or black trumpets, hen of the woods, all those are becoming more well known. And so that people like me who go out and pick them or people I teach who now can go out and pick them, it's going to become more ingrained in our society, just like it is in all the other countries in the world where people just do it, you know, on the weekend, people in Russia or Italy, like that's just what they do. They go out to the woods with their family, they pick mushrooms, they bring them home and eat them. And I think that also contributes huge to like, you know, what's food culture? What is, what are the flavors of Italy? What are the flavors of New England? What are the... You know, it's it's the terroir. It's what's there. It's what's easy. It's what's yeah. easy to get, because that's what that's what people can get. If you're poor, mushrooms are free. How do you know? mushrooms work? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> specifically, the the mycorrhizal group of fungus, which are mushrooms that have uh, important relationships with the roots of trees, and the thing we think of as a mushroom, yeah, is a is like a fruit on an apple tree. Right. It's just a piece of the. It's a reproductive part. Yeah. And that under the ground, there's this whole working of mycelial. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a mushroom and it looks connected. Yeah. It's like interconnected underneath the forest floor. Yeah. And those connect to the tree roots and they have this really cool relationship. It gets pretty deep where, you know, the mushrooms break down nutrients and give it to the tree and the tree gives the mushroom sugars because it does photosynthesis. Mushrooms can't do that. But then it goes deeper where like mushrooms will trade information with trees and help trees that can't grow because there's too much uh, overhead canopy in the mm-hmm. a little tree. Yeah, yeah. It'll help that tree grow because it you know it likes it and helps it out. Um, but so I guess that's how mushrooms work. And if you go into those environments and you cut down the trees, that'll screw up things for the mushroom. Or if you dig in the ground, you're hurting that bigger body of the mushroom. So hmm. if people don't tread lightly, it could disturb the mushroom and maybe it won't come back. 
or also plants. Plants can mess up mushrooms too, like invasive plants. And as a guy who goes out and gets a lot of mushrooms and yeah. loves and his life yeah. is surrounded by yes. mushrooms all the time. Yeah. Preservation. How do, you, how do you like to cook them? Preservation is one of the first things. So first, you'll just get a bunch and then try and keep <laughs> them, like dry them. Yeah. Like how? Well, I, was, uh, I want to enjoy them through the year. So yeah, drying them. I got like, I got a shelf full of dried mushrooms. Which is just dehydrated. like Yeah, dehydrated or air dried. What do you do with them then? Throughout the year, dehydrated mushrooms. After they're dehydrated. So now you got a jar of dehydrated mushrooms oh, on. Oh, yeah, yeah. What do you do with them? Okay. Um, just throw them in a soup. Some, some, that's like one, like black trumpets, just chuck them in a soup. Yeah. Just so throw make them a right soup, throw a bunch in, they rehydrate, they yeah. flavor the stock. Yeah. They have that nice, then, like, seaweedy texture. Yeah. And you'll go, like, heavy. Like, you'll use a lot. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm assuming as, yeah. like... Yeah, I don't want just a little sprinkling. I yeah, wanna, you want to taste heavy. Uh, Hand of the Woods miso soup. How do you dry the hen of the woods? Like uh, you break it down, clean it, break it, break it into smaller things. Uh, yeah, I pull them apart. I like to like yeah. work with the fibers. So you get like these yeah. long yeah. strips. Strands. Of, dry of, that out. And then yeah. you'll have kind of like a couple bite sized piece. Yeah. And then what do you, you Same stuff. Like same, rehydrate. Either throw them in the soup or rehydrate them and then add them to stir fry or chop them up. Mm. Um, there's a like some of them you'll like I'll soak like a hen of the woods. I'll soak it, chop them up, put it in a stir fry. Just said the same thing I just said. Yeah. Um, but it, that's different than just the black trumpet you're taking dry and just throwing into a soup. Right, so yeah. the, the hens you'll actually... Side hydrate. Yeah, in yeah. water. Yep. Bring basic, bring them back to kind of like being... A, like a fresh mushroom almost. Yeah, an edible thing. Yeah. And then cooking with that. I guess that each one's a little different. I don't yeah. cook as much with cream now, but if like I'd morels or porcini, yeah, like those are ones. With cream. Soak them in cream. That's yeah. really delicious. From dry from dry into yeah, soak cream. them in the cream and then and like put it in the onions. fridge overnight yeah 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 and then you know cut up your onions make some sort of like cream sauce mm. go with pasta yeah mousserones just the list of dry mushrooms itself i think is important because some mushrooms are better for drying and some mushrooms are not good for drying right so like porcini i'll dry mousserones. you'll slice it and right. dry it yep yeah. sliced and dried then there's pickled or preserved oil yeah. preserve, which oil you know is my yeah, favorite. Conserva. Yeah, that that's stuff's rad. So that's just taking a bunch of stuff that you've harvested recently. Yep. Summertime, hot yeah. summertime, all the mushrooms come up at once. Yeah. They're going to go bad real fast. Yeah. Pickle them, oil preserve them. That's what I, it's my go-to. So you cut them all up into like bite-sized-ish pieces. Yeah, or maybe a little bigger. Like I'll do like big chunky big ones chunks. that you might want to yeah. use your fork and knife on later. Then what do you do? Um... It's a pretty easy recipe. One pound of mushrooms to one cup of oil. Um, so if I got like you know two pounds of mushrooms, yeah, I'll bring up two pound two cups of oil, bring it up to simmer. So you have the mushrooms herbs. cut up, separate in a container. Yep. You make the oil hot on the stove top. Yeah, not too hot though. I put in the herbs and I bring yeah. the temperature up and I stir it. And once the herbs start simmering, yeah, and getting nice and you know smelling good, then I put in the mushrooms. And the mushrooms will be higher than the oil, but eventually they'll wilt down, and the oil and the juices will and rise. You turn up. it off. Um, I cook it for a while. I, you know, there's a recipe like I low. follow. Yeah, low temp. It's supposed to think 170. Okay. Yeah, bring up to 170. Dump the mushrooms in. Cook yep. it low. It all cooks in the oil. Yeah, mellows mm. out. Yep. Throw in salt and pepper and a little vinegar at the end, just a little bit. And then cool it. Stick it in the fridge. Yep. Yeah. Or freezer if I'm really gonna keep it for for like a long time. But I think fridge. It's supposed to last a month, but I've had it last way longer than that. Yeah. And then. With those, so you have these mushrooms that are now cooked. 
mm-hmm. and preserved in oil. What do you like to do with those? Anything. Egg, egg, Get a hot pan. You just sear them in a hot pan. Yeah, eggs. And, have them with eggs a lot. Yeah, have it on toast. Right. Throw it. Like, I don't. You put it on chicken, yeah. roasted chicken. Put it on there on the side. Just good with anything. Yeah. Well, so if I'm thinking for your lay mushroom person, like a you know supermarket mushroom. Yeah, like a lay, like a person who's not gonna go to the woods and pick them. You gotta go to your supermarket and get them. You get get like a nice variety. And you'd still think that that, that would be st- still oh, be yeah. cool to conserve. I like. Oh, it'd be good. Yeah, it'd be great. Cremini. Cremini. Well, you you get a little, get some oysters. If you can get some porcini. Yeah, shiitake for sure. If you, so go down, if you're in your Chinese market, go down to your Chinese market. You can get king oysters, oysters, like shimeji, those little thin anoki. Um, and just do like a big mix of that. Yep. The oil. Yep. Live chop off of it for a month. Yeah. It'd be great. And then last one, freeze, chop them up, cook them, put them in a bag, freeze them. Cook it, uh, g- olive oil, garlic. In a pan. Salt, pepper. I try to make it uh, not as, f- not not put too many flavors in so that later you I can, can adapt my recipe yeah. if I'm going to do something, you know, Asian, they won't have too many flavors that would, you know, don't put it. time. I'm not going to put time in it if I'm going to make something Asian later, yeah. that sort of thing. So I try to keep it simple. Salt, oil, maybe garlic like care and respect on its own yes other than yeah. like oh yeah mushrooms are a thing that we like chop up and add in yeah, yeah to this yeah. stuff you, you know can't tell it's not it meat like, or whatever yeah it, that's it, my favorite way of cooking I, that's my favorite thing for people to do with food is make a thing taste like what it is yeah that's the best but what if people don't like mushrooms and i have it this is my pitch for oh, mushrooms just for mushrooms get, hold on we got to make sure the microphone is good <laughs> this is going to be the whole thing <laughs> we're going to wrap it all up my pitch for mushrooms. Pitch. We ready? Am I doing this? Yeah. Oh, um, and it's it's the the pitch for mushrooms just in general is that uh, mushrooms are a kingdom. There's a whole kingdom of mushrooms. It's not like it's a vegetable and there's just a col- It's like it's a whole kingdom, and so like most people have only had cremini, button, portobello, which are all the same mushroom that are just grown to different stages. So that's all one mushroom. And then, like, maybe you've had shiitake and oysters. For the most part, that's all the mushrooms most people have had. And so by saying you don't like mushrooms because you've had that, you just apply this logic to any other of the kingdoms. So apply it to the animal kingdom or the vegetable or plant kingdom. And so you're like, I've had onions. I don't like vegetables. Or, like, I had chicken. I don't like any meat. When, like... You just haven't been exposed to that many. You haven't had a chance to eat them all. So I say, like, you know, you got to try a couple more before you can just blow off a whole kingdom. Yeah. Don't don't blow off the kingdom. Right. Then, and then, I mean, who who do you think you are? Right. You and can't then, blow off a and kingdom. Then you gotta, and then you got to give them the gateway mushroom, which for me, and I think most people, is the chicken mushroom or chicken of the woods. Yeah. It's mild-ish. It has a texture. texture. Very, like, yeah. very much like chicken. Yeah. I think it's better than chicken. You, you can... Know? Attack, you can you can hammer it with flavor. Right. It can absorb, like, you can do tons of stuff with it or yeah. do it simple. It's, or yeah, or just yeah. the chicken. But for people who maybe really don't like mushrooms, put barbecue sauce with it. Yeah. Like Bar- I've done it. It's a whole, yeah. Shredded chicken, yeah. barbecue chicken in the woods. Yeah. It's delicious. It's awesome. Put it on a bun. And it's a good vegan treat also. Then, then they will like a whole kingdom. Right. Or at least open the door. Disliking a yeah. whole kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> that's my pitch the kingdom that is fucking awesome it is it's a whole kingdom the kingdom why write off the whole kingdom that you're the prince <laughs> you're- <laughs>
everybody. Like, what's my favorite mushroom dish or something? Favorite mushroom dish, but people were doing mushroom burgers and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Shake Shack. Yeah, I was literally, that? that was literally the first thing I thought of. The fried, it's, <laughs> Their mushroom it's so, so good. good. The shroom burger is delicious. It's yeah. so good. Oh, it's, it's, it is, so, it's dangerously good. They yeah. got the, they got the cheese it's on the inside. Fried, it's so battered it's like fried, so it's like a little bit of. Uh, yeah, making it dirty. Yeah. It's still delicious, though. It is still delicious. Stuffed mushrooms. I'm not a huge oh, stuffed mushroom fan. Stuffed mushrooms. I'm not huge... Shut the fuck up. Are you kidding me? <laughs> they're good. Oh, my know. God. They're good. <laughs> what? what? You don't like they're them? They're like one of the greatest oh, okay, things yeah. ever. A green bean casserole. Star mm. ingredient, right? Right. I mean, lots of for, stuff. for those who may name. not know, what's actually in green bean casserole, it's cream of mushroom soup. Maybe doing a little like what's in the woods thing, snippet. Mm-hmm. Quick little bite, quick little mushroom adventure each maybe week or once a month or something, especially once the season starts kind of like coming around um, with a little firsthand hi, how are you from the prince of the mushroom kingdom himself. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah. so what's, in the, what's in the woods right now? Or what? Should and I just then, pick one thing so that like next time we do it, I'll have something else? Or should I just list all the things? Because it's winter. It We're, is winter. There's winter not time. a lot in the woods besides <laughs> cold and snow. Right. There's some things. You can list a couple things. but So what's in the woods? Um, chaga. It's easier to find chaga now than it is other times of the year. Because there's not so much stuff out there. There's no foliage. Yeah, you there's can nothing see in it. your way. Yeah. Okay. So what is chaga? Because it looks like a knot in the tree. You know, like it looks like a part of the tree. But chaga is this thing, is it's a medicinal or what's been known in health food circles as a highly medicinal fungus mm-hmm. or chunk of stuff that yeah. grows off so the side of a birch tree. Yeah, it's not, it's like, not like a, a traditional mushroom, mushroom. Yeah, like it, that you would look at it and be like, oh, it's a mushroom. It looks like a growth yeah. on the tree and it's woody. Yeah, and it's hard. And it's black on the outside. Looks like burnt. Looks like a piece of charcoal that sticks out of the tree. Yeah. Uh, so easy to spot right now. Yep. And how do you get it off of the tree? Um, I guess you could if you're big. If you're big enough and it's big enough, you could like hang on it and crack off, or you got to use an axe or like some chisel and like get in there. It's really hard. Um, and then yeah. so health benefits being, it's got a lot of good stuff. Tons of antioxidants. Um, way more than any of the other stuff like blueberries or acai berries, any of that stuff, way more. Yeah. And, um, what do you do with it? Tea, make a tea with it. Smash it. Yeah. Break it up, steep it in some water for a really long time. I put it in my teapot and then I just pour it out, but you can also soak in alcohol and that will take out other good properties. If you want to do your double extraction, you soak in alcohol, take it out of the alcohol, put it in your heater or cooker slow cooker or whatever for a while yeah get the liquid mix them together you got your double extraction and but yeah i just make tea with it i just make tea and yeah. drink it and yep it's good for you it's delicious tastes good and that's what's in the woods right now yeah thanks tyler for being the first guest on cooking up a podcast had a lot of fun learning a lot of stuff Sign up for some walks. Go check out about what Tyler's got going on at mushroomsformyfriends.com. Definitely come back 
Check out the podcast stuff next week. Going to have all new recipes, new person we're going to interview that I'm going to release a little later on in the week. And yeah, definitely check out the recipes from this week and all the stuff we talk about at nevintaylorcooks.com.